0: Good afternoon and welcome to Vintage Orange. I'm Ellen Bell. This week we're going to be going back in time to a very different era in Irvine's history. Uh, The city of Irvine, as most people know it today, is a rapidly growing, developed place, a home to... About 250,000 people. It's bustling, it's busy, and very different than the way it used to be just a few short decades ago. So today we're going to be talking about a time when there were actually more cows here than people. Uh, and it wasn't that long ago, actually. It was in, um, there was once a very active and busy Cattle ranching operation On the Irvine Ranch It was a big important part Of the Irvine Ranch's uh, Production Irvine Ranch was an Agricultural powerhouse Where they Grew lima beans All kinds of crops Citrus was in big production But they also had cows here. Cattle um, which grazed these hills all over the Irvine Ranch. So today I have a very important person to talk to you about that. His name is William White III. Uh, Bill White is a Irvine family member. He became part of the Irvine family in 1950 when his mother married Myford Irvine and he moved to the Irvine Ranch as a 10 year old boy. Um, He grew up here on the ranch uh, around obviously around the Cowboys And the the, uh, spring roundups and part of those things were part of his childhood. And as he grew older, he actually became part of the Irvine Ranching operation, helping out the Irvine Ranch Cowboys in their day-to-day operations. So Bill has been kind enough to come on and and share his memories, uh, firsthand memories, of what it was like to be an Irvine Ranch Cowboy. So, Bill, thank you so much for being with me today on Vintage Orange. I really appreciate your perspective, and I'm anxious to talk all things cowboy with you today <laughs> about uh, life on the Irvine Ranch cattle ranching operations. And how did you get started, get interested in in working with the cattle ranch operations?
1: Well, it probably started when I first came to the ranch. About I was about nine years old, mm-hmm. and. Uh, And living on the ranch, my sisters, of course, were really into horses. I had my own horse and uh, learned to ride all around the ranch. Uh, Then uh, I kind of got away from it as I went off to high school and to college Mm -hmm. and into the Navy. So when I got out of the Navy in 1965 is when I really uh, got back into the whole uh, ranching experience. I got more involved with the ranch and the Irvine Company and started working with the cowboys as a what they call a day worker. Um,
0: so uh, what before then you had been working, I know the family would get together and every, you know all hands were on deck so to speak for the roundups and things like that would happen in the spring. What kinds of things did you do there as a kid to kind of your memories of seeing the cowboys from when you were a boy?
1: Yeah, um we didn't actually get in on the branding aspect of sure. it. Uh, sometimes we'd get to ride out with the cowboys to bring the cattle in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they would do the separating and the branding. Um, there also was, of course, a big um, feast. They would invite uh, uh, cowboys and uh, o- owners of other ranches would come as well, and uh, we put on a big barbecue. And, and sometimes we get to get involved in that we buried a big chunk of beef <laughs> in a pit and cooked it and uh and of course the famous cowboy beans right uh, made it a really uh, fun day
0: and these were cowboys not just from the irvine ranch but they were from neighboring ranches as well is that right
1: yes yes uh, the gang from the molten ranch would almost always come
0: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes the rancho mission viejo folks uh, and uh and uh, Rancho Santa Ana, which was Ernie Bryant's ranch.
0: So it was kind of a cooperative effort among neighboring ranches at that time, because it was was pretty labor-intensive, right, to be able to bring in the the cattle at that time?
1: Yeah. um, In those years, they would try and brand all the cows that they had in one day, or or maybe over two days. Uh, Later, uh, we would do it in smaller bunches over a longer period of time, but... um, uh, with a smaller crew, but in those days it was it was as much a, a party as it was a, <laughs> a, as, a, as a work day.
0: So it was kind of a chance just to get to see everybody as well. What do you think drew you back to that life?
1: Um, it was a combination of things. Uh, there was a very active group of men uh, who liked to trail ride as well as uh, uh or work the ranches mm-hmm. and I, I got involved with those guys got to know them and um, uh, being aboard a horse uh, became uh, not just work but fun right. uh, and uh, and then I t- took up roping and uh, as a competition and uh, once you've got the roping fever you you can't stop
0: <laughs> 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 so you so you got hut yeah. And so you started working as like you you had mentioned before you started working as what you'd say a day worker with the with the cowboys
1: yeah in other words, I wouldn't be out there every single day mm-hmm. but when they needed uh, extra f- folks to uh, gather cattle brand cattle uh, wean uh, move cattle from one pasture to another uh, that's when I would uh, come in and, and help out
0: and about how many heads of cattle are we talking about that time if you could estimate and this yeah, was in. And the I mi-
1: recall it was around four thousand mother cows
0: so this was in the mid 60s would have been the time yes. frame we're talking about here
1: yep mid 60s and
0: there were about like you said four thousand
1: yes that's that's my memory uh that's mother cows mm-hmm. you know we don't count the calves uh, <laughs> or the bulls but um uh you hope that you have maybe 80% calf crop
0: sure so, so that, that would be sizable, 3, a sizable 3000 calves yeah so it's a very sizable operation and uh where were they where were they primarily located and where were they mostly grazing
1: was it well boy they we used the whole ranch which is i think of interest uh from the ocean
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the way to the 97 freeway wow uh you know Weir canyon um Uh, Black Star Canyon, uh, all around Irvine Lake, then you come down south, uh, you go into the lower hills, uh, which we call Windy Ridge or Lomas Ridge, uh, and then all the way down into Laguna, Uh, I remember uh, gathering cattle right where UCI is today, right where you're probably talking on the radio, (laughs) Uh, we had cattle right there, and Fashion Island. All in there, and um, all the way down to Laguna Beach.
0: So you know the Irvine Ranch, which I think mo- you know people may not be aware of, was just this from the oceans to the foothills, um, from about Laguna Canyon up to like the approximately like the 55 freeway there. I mean just this giant swath of land in the middle of Orange County and up until like you said in the night, you know, mid 1960s, a lot of this was either agricultural land for for crops or for citrus or it was cattle grazing land. And it's it's hard for me for people to imagine when they're driving through busy Irvine and seeing all of the development here and imagining all of the open space that what you're talking about. And, um, and it really wasn't that long ago. You know, it's, it's just always amazing to me. This was not that many years ago in the, in the span of time that things were quite different here.
1: I remember I could drive my... I lived down in Laguna Beach.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I could drive my car from, uh, let's say, Tustin. I could drive my Jeep on a dirt road and never touch pavement. Until I got to the Pacific Coast Highway
0: Wow Yeah, I mean, that's it's just hard to even imagine I'm sure, I mean, when you come here today And see it, it's hard for you to imagine Even, and you were here at that time And so the, these cattle They'd be grazing out pretty much all, Pretty much, as you mentioned All over the, the, the area here And in, what was the daily life Or the daily maintenance In the life of a cowboy What, what was the, or was there such a thing? I mean, it, would it change all the time?
1: well yeah surely it's different during calving season mm-hmm. uh, uh you uh there's a season for the bulls the bulls are put into the cows maybe for 90 days uh then they have to be taken off uh you know then cows are a nine-month gestation period uh and then they start having their calves um calving season is probably the busiest time because you're riding the herd all the time uh, to make sure that there's no problems Mm -hmm. in, in the calving process and sometimes you have to pull calves um and then when the calves get about old enough to be weaned off the mother um is when you usually brand uh the cattle and usually inoculate them for various diseases that they can get.
0: and this is when they were brought down into to Bomber Canyon in the spring that we were talking about before.
1: Uh, um, yeah we didn't uh, we had uh, the ranch was broken up as I mentioned before into different divisions mm-hmm. and so you had your northern division which was up around Irvine Lake I see you had cowboys living there uh, then kind of the center of the ranch where Bomber Canyon was. Um, I think there were some folks living out around UCI. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the Bummer Canyon guys would go all the way to Laguna. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So uh, the cattle that were up around um, Irvine Lake, we had branding corrals there, so we would brand there. During that period, uh, the cattle boss was a fellow by the name of Bob Elder, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and he was... um, I think originally from Texas. So every every ranch cowboy or, or manager has his way of of working cattle and branding and all that. His method was to do maybe a hundred head uh, a day over maybe a, a two month period, uh, rather than bringing all the cattle into one corral one at one time. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we'd go to the different areas. I see uh, and, and brand.
0: So it was not just as much of that centralized thing there. Um, Now, Bomber Canyon, today, if you were to visit there, um, people can go there and still see some of those original structures, um, and, and it's really cool, because if you, people go to visit Bomber Canyon, and they go on hikes and trails, because it's part of the Irvine Ranch Conservancy now, um, you can still still see that, and I get a sense of the history that this was um, a very important part of, of life here in Irvine at that time, and so, um, about how many of these cowboys were there to, to take care of all of this this size? Well, there weren't operation? very many
1: uh, during Bob Bob Elder's time, yeah. I think, um uh, you know, probably just the cost of labor had a lot to do with it, but, uh, and maybe um, in the early days, they may have ran more cattle, Mm -hmm. so they had more cowboys, but in my days, uh, it was just uh, three full-time cowboys, and I was kind of the fourth guy to fill (laughs) in, Uh, Gary Robine and Bob Elder and uh, uh, Leon, Leon Holmgren. And uh, those those were the the main three guys.
0: And that's a lot of work for for that for four guys, three guys, and one day guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if you visit the Irvine Historical Museum right now, we have a lot of um a uh, pictures, some pictures of those guys that you mentioned, and um, some of the equipment and pasture maps and some of the heritage from that uh, ranching period or the cattle ranching period here on the Irvine. Um, so. Yeah, I I think the the last roundup happened I think it was oh gosh 1985 April of 1985 and um was this a- this was after you were you were doing this how long were you working with the 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 cowboys
1: Probably into the 80s Okay. Uh, um there was a point there where they pretty much sold off all the cattle. Right. And then they leased out some pastures around Irvine Park and Irvine Lake in that area, uh, they leased it out to another cattle operator, but the the ranch itself did not uh, own owner owner operate any cattle.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I, obviously, when you were there in the mid 60s, and um, this is when UCI is is coming to be, and when places like University Park and some of the master plan communities are, are popping up on the landscape. So it, it was kind of an inevitable thing, I, I think, um, that this was going to be changing over. Were you? Was there ever a sense when you were doing the work with the Cowboys that they were kind of, um, that this was a transitional time, or do you think the thought then was it was always going to be, always going to be existing?
1: Um probably in the early days, we thought it was forever yeah uh but later it became obvious uh i they all knew that uh you know development was coming mm-hmm. uh, for sure i mean there's still a lot of land that um once again it's more in the northern end uh mm-hmm. the uh weir canyon the uh black star canyon it's that's so steep and rough that it'd be kind of hard to build anything on right uh that it's still wide open. When you're coming flying into Orange County Airport, you look down over Irvine Lake. There's a lot of empty land out there. We could
0: be putting cows there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's that is another wonderful gift that we have in Irvine is that Irvine Ranch Conservancy that that land is all protected and and that people can go out and still hike it and get back there into those those wilderness areas that are um, very much like they were Back when they were cattle grazing there, they've been the same for for centuries. They've been cattle grazing in those hills, and so I, I think that's a wonderful thing. That's one of the few places left. Would you say that you can still see remnants or get a feel of what it was like back then?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, I think Limestone Canyon is one of the pretty areas, just gorgeous with the oak trees and uh, the limestone hills, and
0: um, that whole. Um, kind of upper quadrant I suppose of the old Irvine Ranch is still very much the way it used to be and and uh, I think we're fortunate that it's preserved that way and you can and yeah. and you know and it's nice that it, some of those places you can't access um, unless you're on a, a docent led tour and that's I think right. that's all for everyone's benefit so that's all gets preserved and that area is very fragile and that wilderness gets to stay the way it always was Now I'm curious about being um, a cowboy in a place that was becoming very Modern and developed, you know, there was that period of time um, when Irvine was very much in transition. And one of my very favorite pictures of that era is cowboys in front of, right next to the Rancho San Joaquin golf course, because you know there were cattle camps and cattle being kept right there, right next to the where you'd tee off, you Mm -hmm. know, where that was, and you had this transitional time. Do you remember any kind of stories or, or things of people? when when homeowners and cowboys kind of meshed? I mean, was there ever times when people were feeling a little bit like, whose domain is this really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember more down around uh, Corona del Mar. Yeah. When that got developed, uh, there were various complaints from homeowners because the cattle were nip- nipping into their flowers and their lawns uh, if they weren't fenced off properly. Yeah. Uh, we would get quite a few calls on that.
0: Um, You know, and, and people will talk anecdotally about like some of the early residents of Turtle Rock or University Park and talk about how they'd look out their kitchen window and they'd see, you know, cows just right across the hillside, and they could hear the cattle in the morning. And I don't think people, I think uh, most of the memories of that are very, very positive, probably, rather than negative. People, I think, really like the idea of living kind of out in the country in that in that pioneering sort of way. Sure. So, um, well, what, you know, as you come back and you, you look at Irvine today, um, is, is there anything that you can... That reminds you, I mean, other than, I guess, the places we talked about in the, the canyon area, that um, people could get a sense of, of what it was like here in the cattle ranching days.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, even the um, uh, the country club there, uh, Shady Canyon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's right out from Bomber Canyon. You would ride out into Shady Canyon, and uh, I'm not a member, but I've been with some folks uh, a golf cart tour of that area and I could see uh, many of the places where we would gather the cattle um, or uh, work the cattle off the uh, Serrano Ridge I I believe it's called Mm -hmm. it uh, runs along Laguna Canyon uh, above that and um, down into Shady Canyon Uh, that was a beautiful area another uh, equal to uh, Limestone Canyon Shady Canyon was a gorgeous uh, area and a, a good flat area, good grazing country.
0: Yeah. Was there ever a time that you really kind of questioned your wisdom as far as being a cowboy? Like, what have I gotten myself involved into? Do you ever remember a time when uh, maybe maybe it didn't seem like such a good idea?
1: Yeah, sure. When my horse <laughs> rolled off a cliff. Oh uh,
0: my gosh! You got to tell me that story. What, <laughs> did, what what happened then? Oh, that was over. Um,
1: that area called. They, uh, was, the pasture was called Rabbit. It's it's just across uh, San Diego Canyon Road from uh, Irvine Park, uh, Peters Canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, we were ga- moving some cattle along a, a steep ridgeline, and it was a pretty narrow trail. And the guy in front of me's horse slipped and, and rolled and, and fell over and actually rolled to the bottom of the hill. Oh Uh, when I saw that, I took one foot out of the stirrup and my horse went down. Fortunately, he just did one roll and got back on his feet, but I was able to jump off. Um, it was a tough deal because the horse that went all the way down got stuck in a, in a creek bottom or a crevasse, uh, with all four legs pointing up into the air. Oh my, oh my. And we had to try and pull him over and pull him over and we finally were able to just before the horse was about to give up. uh, We got him pulled over and on his feet. But, um, hell, that was an anxious moment.
0: Yeah, that's one you, you'll never forget. What was, I, you know, But what was it like, though? I mean, what, what were your favorite? I mean, r- riding in across, like, I don't know, maybe morning time, or was there a signature time that you just liked being on the ranch and um, more than others? What was yeah. your favorite kind of the memories earth, of that? Uh,
1: I loved uh, the hardest, longest gather would be from, uh, uh, once again, the north end of the ranch, there was a big area called Orange Flat. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would start at Orange Flat and start heading towards Irvine Lake, which would be going south. Um, It was a long gather. We had to go uh, around where Irvine Park is, uh, a number of different canyons. And um, so it was an all-day deal, but it was through just fabulous country. Uh, And we'd go around the... um, I guess it would be the east end of the lake, and bring them under the San Diego Canyon. There was a tunnel. We could get under there and, and into the corrals there.
0: And it was uh, just beautiful scenery the whole way, huh?
1: Yep. Well, here, here's a story for you. Uh, this is a little bit of cowboy. And uh, the fellow that really uh, raised me and taught me what little I know about working cattle uh, was a fellow by the name of Philip Crossway. Yep. And he could think like the cow. He, he knew when the cow twitched his ear, he knew what the cow was going to do. <laughs> uh, and so he tells me this trick. And, um, if you're out by yourself and you have to bring some cattle in, uh, in this case, uh, elder sent me out, uh, to bring a, a, a group in and there were two canyons and, uh, and I, I knew it was going to be a problem as I brought them down because the cattle, if I, I'm by myself, they're going to split. You know, half of them will go one side of the canyon and the other half, and I needed them to go to the right. Yeah. So the trick is you go, as you're riding out, you put a stick in the ground, take your jacket on, put it over and put your hat on it. In front of the canyon, you don't want them to go in. <laughs> then you go gather them, bring them down. Of course, they're scared of the, of the stick or the scarecrow, yeah. and they go the other way, which is perfect. Then you grab your hat and coat as you ride by. <laughs>
0: <and> <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Did it work?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then you outsmarted them. So what do you think your your experiences as an Irvine Ranch cowboy taught you? What did you take away from those years?
1: Boy, the ethics uh, of a cowboy are, are terrific. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard work and... Uh, You've got to produce, uh, for instance, if you're told to go get those cattle out there, you know, you're expected to get them and not leave anyone behind, and, and that's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think cowboys are very proud of that, that they can uh, do what they're told and uh, uh, live by a real moral ethic uh You know, being on time, and on time, you know, when you're cowboying is when the sun comes up. Uh.
0: (laughs) I love the stories of the cowboys. I think it's one of, uh, over at the Historical Museum, we talk about this as some of our favorite history of Irvine is that because... Not only is it romantic and fun to hear about these kind of Wild West days, so to speak, um, being so close to our community here, um, but I love the fact that people just don't have a sense of that. It seems so foreign. It seems to be almost like the part of Irvine history that's hardest to imagine um, today. And so I really appreciate you kind of given taking us back to that time and giving uh, Giving us some very vivid memories of what that would what that time period was like, because it was it was definitely a very important part of the heritage of Irvine. People will think of Irvine and they'll definitely think of oranges, maybe they'll think of lima beans, but they don't always think of cattle. And so I think it's important to be able to to share that very important history. And I thank you very much for for helping me do that, Bill. I appreciate it very much.
1: Okay. All right, my pleasure
0: yes, thank you to Bill White for joining me here on Vintage Orange here at KUCI and uh, I really enjoyed hearing uh, his stories about what it felt like to be back here in those days when uh, the cattle were roaming free a little bit and uh, maybe the next time you're driving down the 405 headed towards the spectrum and you look to the right and you see the open spaces there um, before you get to Quail Hill and Shady Canyon you know, you imagine maybe you see what it w- would have been like to have seen the the cattle grazing there on those hills and remember a time that was very different here on the Irvine Ranch in the city of Irvine so thanks again and uh, stay with me for next week I look forward to talking with you and I hope in the meantime you'll get out there and learn a little something about the city where you live this is Ellen Bell for Vintage Orange on KUCI 88.9 FM